0: Welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is LaToya Conway Hampton and I am your host. And today I wanted to have a conversation with you, but first I want to thank you for tuning in. I know there's tons of resources online that you can connect with, that you can get information from and so, I truly want to thank you for choosing this place right here, right now. So, my name is Latoya Conway Hampton, and and I want you to come and join me as we have this conversation about a very serious thing that happens so much. How do you date after abuse? You know, what is dating like? Um, what gives me the honor to say that is that I spent 10 years in an abusive relationship. And then afterwards, it was definitely a journey to learn how to date, to learn how to choose versus picking a mate. Um, also, learning how to love who I am and what I like about me and what I love about me. So, What I'm asking you to do today is just join me. For those of you that's on the podcast, if you can see me visually, or if you can hear my voice, take the time to really honestly think about what is dating like? What am I looking for in a mate is the first thing that we come up with, but then we kind of forget about what do I bring to the table? What do I bring to a mate? What do I say to them? So. After being in an abusive relationship, it's very intimidating to to date. You just really don't know. It's overwhelming when you're looking at like, I don't want this, I don't want that. Maybe I want to be with him. Maybe I even want to be with her. Whatever your heart desires is, I want you to be firm on who you are as a single person. It's okay to be single and get to know you, and so my suggestions is as always, after leaving an abusive relationship that you kind of spend some time with yourself, mm, maybe six months to a year, spend time getting to know who you are as a person. So first thing, men, I want to speak to the fellas cause I, as it being a women empowerment program, I'm always speaking to the women, but I want to speak to the men. There are so many times in relationships that when your children are involved in a relationship that you are you have completed you want to go back to that relationship because your children are there and you want to try to make it work because of your children are there but the best and beneficial thing that you can do for your children is to co-parent with with your partner without being in that relationship. Because when the abuse is there and the dysfunction is there, what you're doing is you're creating a cycle of dysfunctional children. They don't want to sleep at night. They don't know how to be independent. They always need attention and they have so many, many challenges when mom and dad are going through chaos and drama in their life. So fellas, take the time to get to really realize who you are as a man. What does it mean to be a man? now? Granted, I can't tell you what it looks like to be a man. I can't tell you any of that because I am a female, but what I can tell you is working on myself after leaving an abusive relationship, it took a lot for me to realize who I am and who I want to be. Don't fake the funk. The best way to paint a perfect picture or idea in relationship is just to live that one step at a time. A lot of relationships comes to a completion that's okay. That just meant that it wasn't meant to be. But after being in an abusive relationship, we kind of jump out in the world to kind of pick someone because we don't want to be alone. Are we just looking for somebody to validate who I am? I I remember earlier in my recovery, um, after, you know, getting out of a relationship with my abuser, when people would say that I was pretty, of course, I never really believed it. And then after a while, I started doing things to get that attention so people can say, oh, you look nice, oh, you look pretty, oh, you know, always having to check on myself by using your validation to make me feel good, right? And then thinking, do this person really value who I am? Um, Or is it just an exterior? So these are some things that we have to do. Don't fake the phone. Don't act like you got it all together. You just there. Everything is perfect. Another way people fake the phone is they get on social media and their life is if you look at their life on social media, you're swear that they're living a life beyond their wildest dreams. But then when you get to really know them, you realize that they are very, very, very miserable in their life. I would encourage you to really look inside. Realize who you are, what it is that you want, think about some of the things that you don't want. So come with me here after leaving an abusive relationship. You recognize that you don't want to be controlled. You don't want people to tell you where to go, how to go, what to wear, or any of those things. True? I bet you that's the truth. Most people don't like that. However. Power and control shows up in so many different ways. And so after leaving the abusive relationship and you start dating, your job is to really look for those red flags. And when you pick up those red flags in the relationship, then it helps you to be more responsible in dating, right? And what does dating look like for you? Some people have questions they want to ask people. They want to know, you know, are, is this man empowered? You know, if, if it was me, it's like, is this man empowered? Do he have a job? Um, is he responsible? You know, what was his last relationship like? Here is a great indicator that you're heading into could be a possible disaster. You ask a person, hey, what was your last relationship like? And then they say, well, that person was this, 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 and it was so negative. That is an indicator that somewhere, somehow that person is not being held accountable for their behaviors. Let me give you a positive perspective of that. You get in a relationship with a person and it may have been a total disaster. However, when the conversation is being had, they say, well, we kind of grew apart and you know, I wasn't really doing my part or I, I. I, and we bring it back to ourselves versus the other person that you that you were in a relationship with. That tells you that while you're dating, that if that person is really owning up to their behaviors, that could be a possible good relationship. But again, what are you looking for as you're dating? Set those boundaries up front. Set those boundaries up front, you know, what, you know, does this person have, um, and and I'm not being judgmental, but I just know who I am. Does this person have a whole lot of debt? Does this, per, is this person living with their family members their whole life? Is it, I mean, all of these things you have to look for when you're dating another person, set those boundaries up front. Are you interested in a person that have a shared values? You know, I love the Lord. And what I loved about my husband is he always talked about going to church a lot with his mom as a child. That for me, I was interested in that. That was very um, engaging. And so um another thing that stood out for me when uh dating and and hopefully you can find your own common ground. You may not want a person that's spiritual. I'm not religious but I'm very spiritual. I believe, you know, that that um it's important that we have that common bond. Some people have no boundaries at all. They cross all of the lines, you're you're in your par- you're with your partner and, and you're just dating and all of a sudden you're driving down the street and there's a beautiful woman and then his head is like this, right? At that point, he's responsible, those are his eyes and you can say, that makes me feel very uncomfortable. And if he changes it for your sake, that could be a good thing. If he decides not to and it keeps making you uncomfortable, maybe that's something that's like that gray area in a relationship that that's important to you. That's an early concern that your partner disregards how you feeling, right? So to avoid these opportunities or some miscommunications or maybe even disrespect, worse, it may end in abuse. So my ch- decision to you and my choices for you is to really, really understand who are you looking for in a mate? What are you looking for in a mate? Where do you want to be? What is his values? What is his beliefs? And, and I got this thing that we call the guy pie. Understanding your guy pie or your gal pie, whatever makes you happy, whoever you're in love with, um, make sure that you can get your needs met, but you must. This is non-negotiable. You must be understanding early in your dating age, you know, you're dating, early in your relationship, the age of your relationship, not your natural biological age, early in your relationship. Remember you're dating, you're going out, you're running each other's bathwater, you're smiling at each other, you're glaring, oh, you're so cute. You're listening to music, you're holding hands. And later on in that relationship, all those things, um, they disappear. And if your relationship was built on that communication, if your relationship was was built on that, it could really, really begin to separate you. But you want to pay attention to all of these things that you are missing or that you need in a healthy relationship. Excuse me, in relationship. The best thing to do is to talk, 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 talk to your partner, talk about different things. And remember you have to not only talk, but you have to walk your talk. So if you say to your partner, this is what I want in a relationship, then if that's what you want, that's what you have to do. If that's what you want, that's what you have to encourage. If that's what you want, that's what you have to expect. Now that word expectation in a dating world is kind of scary because when you expect certain things and you're setting yourself up for failure, but I want to tell you, reach your highest mountain, know what it is that you're looking for in a partner, know what you're looking in in a relationship, know what you're willing to give because everybody want to find out what the other person have. What do you bring to the table? I know what I bring to the table. I bring my love, my kindness, my hustle, my determination and my love. I'm very loving, caring. I am kind. I have a kind heart toward other people. My hustle. I won't stop. I won't stop. If I want something, I'm going to work hard to get it. And my determination. I let nothing stop me. Those are four qualities that I know for sure that I bring to a relationship. Commitment. I have been so committed in my relationship in the last... You know, 21, 22 years. Well, I'm 22 years sober, so we've been together 24. Oh my God, 23, 24 years. It's been a long time. We've been married 20 years, but I think that commitment is something that's very, very um, needed. When you got somebody on your side that stands beside you in the good times or the bad times, you know, like when you are knee deep in and, and overwhelmed, and you got deadlines, and your cup of tea is splashing all over the place. Stand by your honey, stand by your partner, stand by and be that cheerleader. Be that cheerleader. I remember when I got my high school diploma and um, those of you that know my story know until I was 29, I couldn't read a spell um, because of some uh, being dyslexic and as well as living in a household where it was just dysfunctional. Nobody really cared about my education and then I couldn't read. It's like they will say, you better get your work done. You're the one that suffer. It's the truth. and so. Um, Finally, when I did go back to school and the day that I got my high school diploma, I came home with it and my husband started dancing with me like we was having a good time. I was I was so pleased, but when I think about how he celebrated me for what I did, it made me feel like he was my cheerleader, he's my teammate, he the co-captain, he was my encourager. All these things was really important to me in a relationship because at that point, I um, I realized that you need this in a relationship, but if you're not mindful of the people that you choose, and let me tell you how I pointed out the fact that he was a great cheerleader. Early on when we met my kids were in foster care and I remember there would be calls that he would talk about have you talked to the kids and what's going on with the kids and oh you can do it and then he said I said well I don't have money to use the payphone he said well I'll give you a key to my house you just come over to my house use my payphone use my house phone and just lock up when you leave that was in our dating years right early in our early in our relationship was really early but just the fact that He was really encouraging. Every time the social workers would throw all of these other uh, fires, uh, flames in the fire. I was bobbing and weaving as best as I could, but I had him on the side being my cheerleader. And I knew at that point that he was going to be very supportive through our journey, right? Because otherwise, it's it's very stressful. And when you have a good person, they relieve that stress because life could be difficult. Having a, a person on your side makes the journey so much smoother. As a woman, I love what I want. I want what I love. And what I know is um, the most authentic person, you can figure that out early in your relationship. Is this really who this person is? You know, you don't want that relationship to force you to be somebody and you don't want to force them to do something. And one thing as women, we do so much, um, especially when you have children and you get in a relationship, you try to force your children onto your partner. And I must say that don't work. They have to build their own individual relationship. We cannot force that to be so, right? Now you might be in a place in that relationship where you know, that partner, you love them, you know, he your boo, y'all going to concerts and all of these different types of things. But if you're in this relationship with a person and you know what you love and you love what you know, then you bring him on with you. A loving, caring person is willing to experience it with you, right? So, And, and this is so ironic since COVID, I, I don't like football, I don't like basketball. Well, I didn't. I didn't like football. I didn't like basketball or baseball. Just the announcers get on my nerves. They talk too much. I need to watch the game, be quiet. And um, I found myself in the last few months when my husband's watching the game, I'm right on his side and I'm now involved. Now again, we've been together since 1998. That's a long time. That's not the truth. That's my sobriety birthday. We've been together since 99. But that's a long time for me to be with him and not try to be involved in what he really cares for. He likes football. He's not the, yay, yeah, get him. Oh. He don't talk to the TV or act crazy or any of that, but he just watched quietly and still. And I think for me... I find myself getting more involved in it because I'm enjoying that with him. That's what he likes. And so, you know, I love what I love and I love what I like. And he experienced some of those things with me and I do as well with him. Some good things to know is recognizing those warning signs. Sometimes they're so subtle, you can't pick up with those warning signs. But again, as I said earlier, excuse me, ask about the previous relationship, you know. If they said I was in a relationship with a person and it was abusive and it was this, that right there is a the red flag. You know, I get so many women to say, oh, he got a restraining order. And he did this, he did that. To that girl, she didn't do nothing. And, and we sometimes think we can rescue them. Well, the likelihood is that your relationship's going to end up that way, right? Listen to what your gut is telling you. It's telling you, look out. Something's going on and I have to say this, as I always do, there's a lot of good men out there, but we have to be healthy enough to receive them. Otherwise we're going to pick the dysfunctional people as we are. When recognizing those uh, red flags early on in a relationship, sometimes we don't want to look at that. You know, when you're dating, look for the red flags. How was the previous relationship? How do they treat people when you're out on dates? Are you able to say what you want to eat or is this person determining what you eat? You know, these are some signs that are glaring right in your face. And we have this emotional connection with people. It's it's that gut. It tells you something is wrong. Have you ever felt like when you first start dating that your gut said no and then you said yes and then later on you your gut was right? If you've had the experience, type it in the reply, you know, this, this, uh, broadcast is for you guys to be engaging. I will really encourage you guys put some affirmation, some information in there, some feedbacks so we can have a conversation about some of this content that we bring. But I think so many times we don't listen to our gut and later on our gut was right. And it makes it harder for us to really believe who we are and our decision and our choices when it's not right. So listen to that. There are chances that there could actually be abuse. Make sure your next don't pay for your ex. So that's a hard conversation And and, and I, 20 years down the line it's not as much in my physical relationship but it's more in my personal relationships with people right not my relationship with my partner but early on in the relationship it was it was a challenge you know uh, after being a survivor of a sexual assault it was really hard to allow my children to be around another man it was really hard for me to you know not get up at night and let him get up and do his thing but I'm not asleep, I'm listening and you know all of those type of things he's paying for because somebody else done right and so um If you bring in all of that drama, like when looking at other women and thinking that they're cheating, every time they go out the house looking good, you're feeling insecure because it happened previously, it doesn't make it the truth. That's your own stuff. Just let your partner be who they are and then if you start to see those things, then that's something different. But don't blame them and try to control over everything they do based on your previous relationship. That means starting new. Getting into a new relationship, it is new. Happiness begins and ends with you. So I want to tell you this. We've given you tons of nuggets. One, pay attention to those ro- red flags. Two, Have a conversation with your partner more than not. I know sometimes the first thing we see is their physical appearance. He might got nice muscles. He might got a nice smile. He might have a nice personality, nice eyes. She may have all of the same thing and that's what we pay attention to first. But what you want to fall in love with is the internal them. Because after a while with age and time, all of that stuff is going to disappear anyway. You want to be in love with the person that you love being around. I have a godmother. Uh, and I adopted her on my own. Uh, you know, I love her. You know, she's very um, inspiring to me. We spent maybe like five or six months walking together doing our walk. And I listened to this lady. And her name is Miss Kathy. And um, she's an older lady, of course, and her husband is older. And she said to me one day, we're walking, she said, being in relationship is very important you make sure you love the person you're with because and 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 not lust because after one after a period of time all of the lust is gone and all you have is left is love and i was like i don't know what that means right i i didn't understand what that meant but today i understand Being in love with a person means I love you, I love your heart, I love everything about you. Now, every day is not going to be perfect. There are times in our relationship where we disagree and it's meant to be that way. But there's also a point in our life when we get much older, all we get to do is hug each other, uh, talk to each other, eat together, and that's also fine. So I want to encourage you as you're dating and you're finding the people that you, the person that you love, and you want to spend the rest of your life with, make sure you guys are on common ground. Make sure what you love about them is something that'll last forever. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton. I'm your host, and thank you so much for joining this broadcast.